0: Well, we've got a lot of football recruiting news to go over, and baseball took it on the chin, but that's okay. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. and Welcome back into On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, wasn't necessarily a great day for the baseball team. Um, we'll just go ahead and get that out of the way. They're done. Uh, we won't spend a lot of time on it. They ran into a buttsaw
1: saw. There's a reason there's one by Wake Forest name. They're the best team in the country. They've been the best team in the country. They proved it on the Sunday game against Alabama. Real proud of our team for what's really one of the most amazing seasons in Alabama is an amazing season. It wasn't one of the best Alabama teams of all time. It was an amazing season and what a, what a cool bunch of resilient dudes. So uh, thanks guys for making the season fun and for going as far as you did, you'll always be remembered. And now it's about hiring a new coach and uh, building, building on this national success.
0: Yeah. I want to tell you something. I think there could be a positive here in the sense that, um, Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just feel like we need to aim a little higher than Jason Jackson. I'm I'm sorry if that offends anybody. Uh, first of all, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. I want to say that. Um, but it, it, I just think Alabama should, should aim, swing for the fences literally here um, and maybe go aim a little higher. And, and you know, Jason Jackson will be there. Um, and I don't mean to – you know, you hate to be saying, well, I can go for the uh, really good-looking girl, and if not, you know, This moderately attractive one's over there, but uh, that makes her feel bad. But I'm saying I think that's kind of how it is. That's exactly the way I look at it in the sense that he he had
1: a a great deal amount of success in a very small sample size. I think he's proved himself what I would call, and I I think you'd agree, Luke, he's a viable candidate. There's nothing wrong with hiring Jason Jackson after what he did this year. I, I don't think it would be a mistake. I don't think it would be, gosh, that was a dumb thing to do. No, I mean, he's a viable, solid candidate. What you do is you're like, hey, let's swing for the fence. Let's go get a proven winner that does what Jason Jackson did this season every year with his team. Let's go get a proven, consistent winner. And if you can get that guy, then you hire that guy. But if you try to hire several versions of that guy and you get the no, you've got Jason Jackson to fall back on. You know, last time Alabama did this hire, they went out and hired an unproven SEC assistant some guy that looked ready we thought it was a good hire it was universally lauded as wow that guy deserves a shot this might work out really well now we don't have to do that I think Jason Jackson is a better hire than Brad Bohannon was five years ago in the sense we've seen Jason Jackson as a head coach and look what he did so uh, in my mind Luke I agree you swing for the fences you hope you get the A plus hire if you don't you, you fall back on Jason Jackson, who, who would be a good hire under the circumstances.
0: Yeah, absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, but again, it's, now is not the time to settle. And some people may say they're not settling, but I, I feel like um, the reason I want to discount some of his personal accomplishments this year is because I do feel like the team could have gone one or two directions after the Brad Bohan stuff. They could have, and I'm sorry, I got Lake here, don't care. Um so they could have gone one or two directions. They could have mailed it in, or they really could have, you know, built on it and used it as as fuel for the fire. And that's what that's the route they went was the uh, ladder. So, congrats to them, kudos to them. But we don't have any idea um, how Jason Jackson would do without any of that kind of motivation for the team itself. And I, I would attribute some of that to an internal fire. I, again, I don't want to discount and say he's a nobody, nothing like that. I just think Alabama should shoot a little bit higher. Um, One other thing before we take our first break and uh, then we'll get into some recruiting news from the weekend, if there is any, and we'll do our countdown on Jeremiah Alexander in the last segment. But uh, Arthur Kaluma from Creighton has committed to Kansas state. Um, They've just got, you know, they got it sort of going on over at Kansas state right now and kudos to them. Um, Grant Nelson, could commit to Alabama or Arkansas at any time. He hasn't as of this recording at 1.39 Central time. Um, So we plan to do another podcast uh, later on tonight. Hopefully by then he will have committed, and we can talk about him a little bit more. But um, So one of Alabama's targets is off the board, and another one still got our fingers crossed. Yeah, losing Kaluma, you know, before he made his visit.
1: That stinks uh, because I really wanted to add both of these guys but Grant Nelson is the home run. He is the primary target. He's the one that Alabama spent a lot of energy on a lot of effort on waiting to hear. As of this recording, I am cautiously optimistic. I feel like Alabama has got a better than 50% chance. I'm going to say as we record this, uh, 60%. I think it's 60% Alabama, 40% Arkansas. Uh, so I'm I'm optimistic, but Hey, it's so big. We're not going to celebrate anything until, until the hay is in the barn like they say uh, but uh, again uh, it would have been nice to, to land Columa what will be interesting Luke is and we'll talk about this hopefully post Grant Nelson commitment will Alabama add someone else and uh, my answer my, – my guess is yes uh, but but we'll, we'll have to see who that is might even be a reclassified kid from the 2024 group and that uh, Stevenson kid from North Carolina I just thinks very uh, very possible
0: I think that would be a big pickup too I'm, I'm all for it Um Just got to make it happen and uh, see how it goes. So, Kaluma is off the board. That's unfortunate. But, uh, again, everybody's just sitting around. Some people thought Kaluma was the best player in the transfer portal, by the way. Um, I I think Grant Nelson's up there and maybe even a little better, but that's just me. I I feel like he's a unicorn. So, um, certainly would love to have him. Hopefully we can get him. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm a betting man, then I would be betting on FanDuel to get Grant Nelson for Alabama. Do you like that segue? I thought it was quite yeah, clever. Solid. Uh, very solid. Uh, you need to make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA finals. There, You got a, one last chance probably tonight because I bet Denver takes it home. I would go ahead and take Denver, and that's why you should load up on Miami. Right now, though, new customers get that no sweat first bet up to 2,500 smackers. That's $2,500 for those who don't know what smackers are. Back in bonus bets if your first bet does not Win. FanDuel is awesome. Everybody's using it, man. I just drove to Michigan. So I had to go through Tennessee and Kentucky and Indiana. And then I went to Cincinnati, uh, back to Indiana, back to Ohio. And um man, ever fan duel is just everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. You want use it, to use it. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action and baseball or whatever sports you want to bet on, college baseball. Uh, than America's number one sports book. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade on our next podcast, we will continue Jimmy's Countdown, which we will have Jeremiah Alexander on it today in the third segment. And um, we will also hopefully be talking about how awesome it is to get Grant Nelson on board with the basketball squad. So, but until then, Jimmy, there was a big recruiting weekend for Alabama. Um, make, is it Micah or Mika Dubose? Uh, Micah Dubose.
1: Uh, oh, oh, Micah, Micah Dubose.
0: Michael Dubose. Okay. Michael yeah, Dubose. Right, so I missed the, got the first one right and missed the second one. I thought I'd do yeah, the opposite. But uh, he he apparently had a really good camp uh, this past weekend, committed to Georgia out of Viger, your old stomping grounds. And he is a fantastic player. I know Alabama would love to flip him. Andrew Bone has basically put out a rather cryptic uh, message board post saying, uh, is he a flip candidate? Question mark. Which sort of tells me he probably is a flip candidate, maybe sooner rather than later. That would be kind of awesome. Uh, What else can you tell us about the weekend, Jimmy, and start with Debo's? Well, uh,
1: was in camp this past week. I think he's going to be uh, one of our highest priority uh, recruits in 2025. I mean, at the very top, top of the list, uh, he's a guy, I mean, this this comparison's nuts uh, in terms of this is what I think of him. I, I think he's Andre Smith. I mean, and I, and I compare him to Andre, not like he's a carbon copy, but he's like him in a couple of ways. And this is what I mean. I think Debos is going to be a tackle in in uh, college football, probably maybe even a left tackle. Uh, my guess is right tackle but could be a left tackle, but he's got these long arms. He's got tackles feet. uh, He's got the frame. I mean, he's a tackle, I think, in college. But what he does best is run block, in my mind, and and move people. So I think he he might end up in the NFL at guard. And and when I'm saying, hmm, young guy, long arms, could probably play quickly in college, might even be a freshman starter. That's how good this guy is. He was starting at Viger in the eighth grade advisor eighth grade he was their starting left tackle in the state championship game so uh you know he's a guy that can play quickly super smart uh good intangibles uh but I, I just think like andre smith kind of a guy that that might play tackle in college and guard in the nfl sort of the way i look at him that's why watch why i use the andre smith top uh i, I like him a lot at a big camp and of course committed to georgia really early in his high school career Alabama is now, uh, uh, you know, your board's always moving around, right? And and Alabama now puts him at, at or near the top of that 2025 offensive line group. But uh, the bigger news really was, of course, he's 2025. Uh, Alabama had, I think off the top of my head, seven official visitors in this weekend. Those would be the 2024 guys, including uh, at least one that was committed to Alabama, Enrico Scott, the wide receiver. Uh, Rico was here this weekend and Alabama loves him. He he won his spot in camp last summer. Alabama loved him from the jump and's like, we we want you. You we want. <laughs> and uh, so so in Alabama's mind, a list guy, elite guy to Alabama. He's he's lower in the rankings elsewhere, but uh it doesn't matter to them. They they've seen him, they've worked him out. He's he's uh he 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 won his spot in front of the coach's eyes last summer. So, uh, and and he's been around now this week, and, and he went to an official visit. Two more receivers that were here, Arian Hampton from, from Texas uh, over at, at BOL. We, we, we think he he's probably a Texas guy and ends up at Texas. Just one word of warning there. We're probably saying the same thing a year ago about Jalen Hale. ended up choosing Alabama over Texas. But as of right now, we have Arian Hampton going to Texas. The other wide receiver that was in town. Uh, real interesting. Amari um, Jefferson from Chattanooga, Tennessee, the Baylor School. Uh, Tennessee baseball commitment, but scrap all that. Now he's going to play football in college. He's not going to play ba- just baseball at Tennessee because he committed to Tennessee and baseball, but this is who he likes in football Alabama and Georgia. Uh, this is a big Alabama Georgia battle. Uh, I think it could go either way. To me, this is a 50 50 thing. One advantage Georgia has, a little inside baseball. His quarterback at the Baylor School in Chattanooga is Will Muschamp's kid, Whit Muschamp. That's, that's uh, Amari Jefferson's quarterback. So you got to know that uh, his quarterback's in his ear all the time about Georgia. That makes sense. But uh, those, those were the receivers on campus. Demello Jones, a, a top 100 defensive back from Florida. He, he was in uh, at, at Alabama this weekend. Um, Alabama would love to have him uh not, not so sure that, that, that it's going to end up Alabama there. Uh, Isaiah uh, Faga, we've talked about him a lot from, uh, from Central Phoenix City. He made his official visit. Uh, this, is a, this might not be a high-priority guy for you, the listener, but it is for Alabama. I, I, Alabama likes Isaiah a ton. Uh, he has been in camp a year ago. He's grown. One of the things we wanted to look at this weekend is what he looked like physically in terms of his size because he's a guy that sort of grew late super high motor, relentless, plays at a great 7A program. Again, his official visit was this weekend. They like him a lot. Last two guys talk about, maybe the most important, Daniel Calhoun, big offensive lineman from Georgia. That's an Alabama-Georgia battle, just like the receiver Amari Jefferson. Daniel Calhoun's one of these jumbo-sized offensive linemen that Alabama's had a lot of luck with the last couple cycles. Coach Wolford, he really likes these huge, big guys. Calhoun fits that uh, profile very well. Just massive offensive lineman, loves Alabama, been here a bunch of times. I think Andrew Bone reported like he, he, him and his family have been here like 12 times. So he loves Alabama, but you to got to beat his in-state Georgia Bulldogs. Other offensive linemen here, probably somebody we haven't talked about nearly enough, Jordan Seaton. He's an offensive lineman at IMG. And when I say offensive line at IMG, what immediately comes to mind for you guys, JT Latham, Tyler Booker, I mean, we do really well recruiting that position at that school, and here's another one, and he's in that ballpark of how good those guys are, Jordan Seaton is in that ballpark, maybe a little bit more of an interior guy, uh, he was making his official visit to Alabama this weekend, again, we don't talk about him a lot, but I think it's realistic that he could end up at Alabama, realistic, better shot at Calhoun, but that could happen, so a lot of visitors, uh, a lot of these guys seriously considering Alabama, and uh, I, the month of June is just huge in recruiting. Now, this upcoming week, guess what? More camps next weekend. The official visitors are raining from the skies. A lot of big priority names coming to town next weekend, including Demarcus Riddick. We have talked about a lot here. Uh, who's a huge Alabama priority? He'll be he'll be here for the official next weekend.
0: Yeah, I feel like Demarcus Riddick and. Uh... Mika DeBose. Am I I saying that right now? Micah DeBose. Micah DeBose. Okay. Sorry. Um, Maybe I've just got a thing about saying DeBose right. DeBose DeBose has been the name
1: around here before.
0: Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's a double whammy on Demarcus Riddick and DeBose. DeBose. Okay. DeBose. MD. It's a double whammy. You get two fantastic players. It's triple whammy you get them from the state of Alabama and you steal them from Georgia and Georgia wants them. I don't think this is one of those, let's take their commitment and hope Alabama sneaks up and gets them thinking that we want them. No, I think they want. them. So I yeah, think, they do. I think it's uh, the best way to do that. Uh, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about Jeremiah Alexander and we're back. Jeremiah Alexander from Thompson high school. All right, Jimmy, let's, Let's sort of call a spade a spade here with Thompson. Not a lot of dudes from Thompson have worked out for Alabama for whatever reason. Not saying that, not, not saying they're not good players. Not saying that I don't want to keep getting them. Thompson's loaded. I, with the HSA Radio Network, I get to see Thompson players a lot. They got dudes and dudes and dudes and dudes and dudes. And dudes. Have, have any of them really worked out to the point where we say they met or exceeded our expectations? I don't think yeah. so. Now, can Jeremiah Alexander still do that? I, frankly, I thought he was going to make a bigger impact last year. It didn't happen. Okay. Um, you know, he's, he had some dudes in front of him. So, it wasn't like he could just stroll in and take a spot. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be good if you don't play immediately at Alabama. But I I was sort of hoping for more. I'm I'm ready for a Thompson guy to to meet our expectations of him.
1: Yeah, that is weird. Uh, you know, you could argue, and and I'm sure somebody out there has a better list than I have off the top of my head, but uh, you know who's probably achieved the most of Thompson High School off the top of my head? And it's not at Alabama, although it could have been, but uh, Talia Tomomalo, who's had a really good career at Maryland. He's, he's shattering some school records up there, very popular. They love him. They think he's a really good player. Uh, had he transferred to Auburn, which was a hot rumor, uh, portal-wise in this offseason, out have gulped audibly. I mean, in the sense that he's, he's a pretty good player. Uh, so he's done well. I think Jeremiah is a good player. And, and I think Jeremiah is going to have a good career. Uh, he's built a little different, you know, than a, a lot of Alabama's guys that play his position, not outside linebacker edge position, sort of taller, longer guys that have a lot of explosive pass rushing ability. Uh, Jeremiah uh, isn't long. He's listed on the roster at 6'2". He's a good pass rusher, really good, actually. But he's not an elite pass rusher. What he brings to the table is he's so sturdy and strong. He's really good at everything, including the run stopping. So he can really set the run edge. I'll tell you who he's like. I'm not comparing him to this player because this player, I'm about to say, had one heck of a college career. And Jeremiah has yet even earned his way into the rotation at all but he's a little bit like Courtney Upshaw in that way. If you remember, Courtney Upshaw played outside linebacker at Alabama, pretty good pass rusher, very disruptive, but where he excelled was just ending the idea that you were going to run the football at him. I mean, you were going to run the other way because running at Courtney was a complete waste of time and you're going to end up second long, third long. Jeremiah's a lot like that in terms of skill set. So I think he can be real valuable. I think he can be really helpful. But as Luke already pointed out, Look, Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell are the starters, right? I mean, we know they're going to start. They're seeing, well, Turner's a junior, but he's might as well be a senior. We know he's going to head for the NFL after this season. So Turner and Braswell are your starters. Well, is Jeremiah next? Q uh, 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 Robinson's older than Jeremiah and seems to have turned a corner. So so he's probably next. Maybe Jeremiah's after Q, but you have Tiano Coat, who had a great A day who's a better pass rusher. I mean, if you substitute an outside linebacker, you're likely to substitute with additional pass rushers, fresh guys with fresh legs. Well, certainly Jeremiah's next. Probably, but here comes these freshman freaks like Keon Keeley and Yonsei Pierre and even Quay Roussau. So I think with Jeremiah, it's just a matter of, yeah, he's good. He might have a great career. He's going to have to stay patient in Alabama just because that position is particularly stacked at this time. So no reason to think that things aren't fine with Jeremiah. It's just a matter of developing, learning the spot, and patiently awaiting his turn at a position that Alabama traditionally does not substitute a whole ton.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm just – again, I just it feels weird having him this low on your countdown. G- given what yeah. I –
1: yeah, fifty-five.
0: All from him in high school. Given what, man, you just see from him on the hoof. I mean, the dude looks like an animal. Um, and so here's hoping he really takes a step forward. What number is this on your countdown? By the way,
1: Jeremiah is the fifty-fifth ranked player on the mm-hmm. countdown. Fifty-fifth, so sort of right in the middle. Uh, one of the things though about we're, we're at the area of the countdown where I call these are the best players that don't play. Yeah. The best players that don't play. It's kind of the area we're at. Starting early next week, now we're moving into we might not see a lot of this guy or he might play with the first team. That's that's who we're going to be talking about a lot in the upcoming week. These guys in the low 50s and high 40s are a lot of guys that's like, I don't think he's going to start, but he might. You know, that's kind of the the next group.
0: You know, Louis C.K. has a great bit called uh, Of Course But Maybe. And he talks about how, um, you know, he said, of course, we should protect children with nut allergies. My nephew has a nut allergy. And if something were to happen with him because he was around food that was prepared with peanuts or something, uh, I would be devastated. He said, but maybe if everybody who touched a peanut died, we would never have to worry about nut allergies again. I don't know what that has to do with what you were talking about. And it's a pretty horrible thing to say. And I hope anybody with a nut allergy is not offended by Louis C.K. and what he said. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Huh? Yeah. If Louis C.K. offended you, take it up with him. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just repeating what he said. That's all. Um, (laughs) But uh, he had a whole bit on that. It was pretty funny. Uh, I think Louis C.K. has kind of gone off the rails here lately. But that's a whole other podcast. Um, So let's uh, go ahead and end it right here. We will be back later on, maybe later tonight, maybe tomorrow. Hopefully Grant Nelson's committed. Maybe some football commitments popped or something. Who knows? We will see. But until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.